0: Hi, and welcome to 1st I'm Benjamin Light.
1: I am Marco Sparks.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Be mindful of your mm-hmms. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we just like, just once do it the normal way? What's the normal way? Where you just say your name. Is that my name. With like a big sigh and like a... Like an inflection. Do you, do you want to
1: start it over, and I will be. Do you want the enthusiasm, or do you want me to just be kind of like straightforward?
0: I guess match the tone. So I say, "Hi, welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light." Okay. No, that's where you say, "And I'm Marco Sparks." Okay. Okay. You want to try that one more time? Let's try it one more time. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light, and I am Marco Sparks. You see? You just can't do it. Anyway, this is our Star Wars I was, podcast.
1: I was gathering your breath. I'm sorry.
0: And I am Marco Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a Star Wars podcast, I guess. Where's uh, this? We just you think? say passive-aggressive things to each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you so know, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only one. You found that other... Like, Facebook page on the internet for another GreedoShot First podcast. Yeah. I, I don't know who those bros are, but their, like, link led to a 404 page, so I don't think they oh, exist. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I saw a, uh, like, a Mediafire download link, and I yeah. thought, that's not a podcast.
0: Yeah, obviously they don't have, like, hosting or anything.
1: And they don't have our logo.
0: No, they do not. Nor are, you know, charming personalities. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is a Star Wars podcast, or for people who don't like Star Wars fans, and also people who like lots of shit talking.
0: Apparently, uh, does anyone actually listen to this podcast? I'm not sure if they do. So, uh, can we say anything we want? Well, we've always been
1: able to say anything we want. But I mean, it's like something really offensive.
0: Oh uh, well, that's that's all on you. And you know, if you want to carry it, you're you're welcome to. The the views you express are your own and uh, not reflective of the Greedo Shot First Corporation.
1: Mm, give it time. There's some real foulness in this episode. I sense there's some there's some real venom here. Hmm. There's a good vein.
0: Be mindful. Mm-hmm. That's like a that's like a Buddhist thing. They're all talking about mindfulness.
1: I uh I have like four pages of notes on Attack of the Clones.
0: I have no pages of notes.
1: Fantastic. Um, I will say that since you you brought up the Buddhist thing, I have a lot of shit to potentially talk about the Jedi Order as an organization.
0: It's funny you mention that because right now in front of me, I'm looking at this thread on a Star Wars forum on the ForceNet about should there be a new Jedi Council in, you know, episode 7 through 9, and should they have Force Ghosts on the uh, Jedi Council? (laughs) <laughs> which to me is like like what an apt metaphor for like a you know an old dead you know organization that's ineffective yeah. um yeah it's like what I, it's like you really hammer home the point that like this is a you know a council of people with dead ideas
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: i do not what? think they should have a jedi council in the next one if if possible uh mostly just because who wants to watch a meeting in a movie, if at all possible? Yeah. He'd like to avoid Well, it. I mean
1: if they've learned anything from the prequels, they will not take it there.
0: But well, was there a single really excellent scene in the Jedi Council, like ever? Like no. no, because we well, even even the final
1: Jedi Council scene of of Attack of the Clones, which is smart because they finally excuse everyone else <laughs> yeah. but Mace Windu and Yoda,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like at one point let me look at my actual notes, I'll have the semi wording here. It was like uh No, we don't believe Dooku because he's probably lying, but we will follow his advice. I mean, that's every one of their things is like, I don't think that's possible. But we'll do it anyways, because we're really well, covering our bases.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of hammy and Hide, you know. Yeah. I do not believe the Sith could have returned without our knowing.
1: Well, I mean, at the very beginning of this movie, Mason Windows just like, you know Dooku used to be a Jedi. He couldn't kill anyone. Like, you guys are all
0: trained killers. He's a political idealist, not a murderer.
1: You guys are all, like, trained killers. Like, why was kill
0: in the last movie, why wasn't Qui-Gon, like, just like, look, this bro had, like, a, a red lightsaber. He's doing lightsabery shit. That was a Sith. Like, who else do you think it was, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, look, I've got a blue one. That guy's got a green one. Mm-hmm. This dude has a yellow one. You have a purple one. None of us have red ones, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have to all pull them out and check. Yeah, ooh, that's that'd be like a good Jedi murder mystery, you know? <laughs> Gentlemen, empty your pockets. Ladies, turn out your purses. Whoever has the lightsaber, red, red lightsaber, is the killer.
1: Which you know, like you kind of had a thing going. Well, then there'd be with, the move where for the,
0: the the one guy just you know pulls it out, and then you have a fight.
1: Yeah, and you have like a little like like mm-hmm. uh, like laser fight orgy. Um, yeah. There's a like you kind of had a thing going where you thought that like the blue was like a pure good force, and the and green was like a complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the edge, and then like they start throwing the yellow and the purple and all that shit in there, and you're like, I don't know what's going on here.
0: Well, That's all Mace Windy's fault. Samuel's he yeah, cause wanted he had, his, he had the his big giant bad penis purple. Metal. Yeah. <laughs> And Lucas is just like, all right, I'm afraid of you. I'm going to do what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like he just finds out that like uh, Samuel L. Jackson will be in your next movie. So he says, so he's like, all right, well, uh, I guess I have to write a role for him then.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just imagine he showed up and George Lucas is just like, well, I didn't know if he was joking or not. So <laughs> I do have this part written <laughs>
0: You're the ineffectual leader of the Jedi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: You get anyway. to play off
1: the Green Muppet for the next two hours.
0: Yeah. Um. One more thing before we jump into Attack of the Clones. I was trying to remember, Pepsi did all the promotional stuff, right? And it was at, like, like Taco Bell. Um, it's yeah, just there one was two the... Because I, I very well, the... strongly remember, like, the Pepsi cans and, like, the Taco Bell promotions for Phantom Menace. But I don't mm-hmm. remember if they really did much for, uh, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith.
1: I think they toned it down a lot.
0: They must have. Pepsi paid like two billion, by the way, just for that. Which is kind of funny um, that, like, you can just buy all of Star Wars for four billion.
1: Yeah. Well, the Mormons, they really wanted it.
0: Is Pepsi Mormon? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. The they they own it. They not to drink yeah.
1: soda until they bought Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised Mitt Romney didn't crack a couple, of, like, uh, like wild cherry Pepsis on his, uh, Failed campaign.
0: Yeah. Uh, no director, obviously yet. Um, yeah, we're just waiting and seeing. Maybe it won't be till after the first of the year. Yeah. Did you see? I like I had like a heart attack t- when I was on Yahoo the other day, where it was like Peter could Peter was like you know Jackson to direct next Star Wars question mark, and I was just like, oh, oh. fuck, yeah, Peter Jackson. Um. Uh, oh. I, he was like the like last on my list. I'd watch a Michael Bay stars movie before him. Um, and so I clicked the link and it was it was bullshit. There's absolutely no substance at all. It was just like, this is one of the many infinite possibilities in the universe type of thing, you know? <laughs> and it really like,
1: I, I think your theory for why there's two or three Hobbit movies is valid, but it just offends me that he's essentially got a trilogy and like a prequel trilogy of his well, own. The-
0: the same thing happened with Lord of the Rings. It was written as two movies, and that's yeah. what they had. And so that's all their like story breaks were predicated on the idea of a two movie, uh, story. And then they just went to three, and so like you can you can see where they fucked up because of that. Yeah. And if you need further proof, go listen to the last episode of Time Travel Murder Mystery. Yes. We spent about six hours covering why. It's I so. Think- t- and I, I like forgot to mention stuff too. I'll have to do some follow up on the next episode.
1: Oh, that'll be excellent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like uh, the two towers where we didn't do the last, you know, seventeen <laughs> chapters of the book in
0: this one. So we're gonna cover the next film. Yeah, it'll be in the the extended edition that we release on DVD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. What did you think of that title? Name. I love that title. I didn't have problems title. Everyone, like, on the internet was just ready to hate it, no matter what it was, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like the intro with the ship. Not that we needed to see the ship landing, although at least something happened when it did land. Um, uh-huh. But the kind of, like, scenes of uh, it flying through the clouds, and, like, the sound effect is, like, an old, like, prop plane type, you know, yeah. like, like Star wars up prop plane noise. I like that whole scene. It was very different. Like it was like, ooh, atmosphere. It's like not everything's like clean and and bright like uh, Phantom Menace, you know.
1: Well, also, this was like three years after Phantom Menace came out and Mm -hmm. it's just like the special effects are just light years ahead. Yes. Part of the pun. I mean this is
0: this is the one we saw together, right? We saw this like four times on opening day.
1: Four (laughs) times on opening day.
0: Yeah. You can see what kind of fans we are, yeah. Uh,
1: The midnight no, showing wasn't too bad. 9 a.m. Uh, showing wasn't so bad. The uh, like 12 p.m. showing, that yeah, was a bit rough. Was rough.
0: And then our friend got a parking ticket, I remember, that we did not offer to help pay for. He uh,
1: Yeah, he called in sick to, just to be there for that uh, mm-hmm. 24 hours of, of Attack of the Clones.
0: I think we even made him pay for dinner after the midnight showing. Ah, uh, we probably didn't make him pay for all dinner. Just his. Maybe. Um, yeah, great
1: opening. They they kind of come back to the body doubles thing.
0: They actually do something with it, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Lucas is like, you know, I should probably, like, kill the double. That'd be good. Yeah.
1: Well, then seemingly there's another one, though.
0: There's the Rose Byrne one. Well, there's always more of them, yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's just funny that later on, she's just like, it's all on you now, Rose Byrne. And it's just like, we never see that character again. <laughs> yeah. I like the thing that she got assassinated, like, five seconds later. <laughs> uh but yeah, then you, you go right there from the Chancellor's office and you got like CGI Yoda, which looks amazing. Um, so much better than the, the Muppet wandering yeah. around. Um, he's got that excellent look that he gives Palpatine at one point that you saw in all the trailers.
0: hmm. Only, well, and then you've got the, what's that guy's name? Like Key Addy Mundy or something? Key like Addy Mundy. Yeah. Yeah. There's like cone head. Yeah. his giant like, uh, yeah. like white haired like, penis head. Count Dooku. Just think of that name. That guy, he couldn't possibly be evil. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, the like, like I think we were talking about this The uh, the the just terrible organizational structure of the of the Jedi. They're so ineffectual. They have terrible intelligence too. Like, Mace when is just like we think the bombers are disgruntled spice miners. Come
0: on, <laughs> no, Jedi intelligence. Like, what the fuck? Where are you getting that Jedi intelligence? Uh, oh, and Jimmy Smiths cannot forget Jimmy Jimmy Smith. He's in danger of being devoured by his turtleneck at any moment. (laughs)
1: Giant powder blue turtleneck.
0: Mm -hmm. Still not quite sure why he was in these movies. He must have been like another big fan.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I can only assume that he thought there was going to be a much bigger part than there was.
0: (laughs) Maybe there was. Who knows? Supposedly, the uh, rough cut of Revenge of the Sith is much different from the final. Yeah.
1: Yeah, George does a lot of work, I think, in his, his scheduled reshoots. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I like about it, though, is that he schedules reshoots. Like, it's not like a lot of Hollywood films where mm-hmm. it's just like, holy fuck, in the editing room, we realize we don't have a film at all. Well, they we realized realize that
0: uh, 40% of the footage was blurry, so they had to go reshoot yeah. it all.
1: <laughs> but again, yeah, yeah, Dooku's a political idealist. He's a, he's a former Jedi. He's
0: not capable of killing anyone. Had, had they checked really? the color of his lightsaber recently? Like it's
1: they, like, first of all, like, you have a lightsaber. That thing is designed to hurt people. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, uh, uh, we have a new uh, a new guard for the queen, uh, Captain Panaka. Like off got like space aids and died because uh, he wanted more money. So, what's this guy's name? Uh, I think it's Tycho. T- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We can call him Captain Eye
0: hmm He's obviously cooler because he has an eye patch. Oh, well, he's just a lot cooler because he's not Captain Panaka. That's that's for starters.
1: Um, <laughs> isn't you got a brand new Anakin who's introduced in an elevator, which
0: I I love. Yeah, it's a weird elevator shot. They uh they pretend to be friends. It's not totally convincing. I yeah. haven't seen you this nervous since since we fell into that nest of gun dogs. It's like <laughs> what do what do Jedi do when they aren't Sith around? You know? Yeah. Aggressive negotiating.
1: Well, I just want to say that Hugh McGregor is excellent in this movie.
0: Yeah, I think this is probably his best of the three because he he well, like gets stuff to do on his own, you know. I did a little, just a very minor bit of research
1: about this film. The elevator scene is actually one of the reshoot scenes because mm. the original introduction of the two characters when well, they just walk into her apartment like five yeah. seconds later. So it's it's like another it's like a wig that he's wearing rather than his actual hair, and it's a fake like you know Spirit <laughs> Gum beard, but some point, I want to write a monograph about Ewan McGregor's hair in his films. All right.
0: Well, the- you know, this was still in the earlier days of uh, the type of effects work they're doing. They probably, I imagine, had a lot of with hair with all their green screening. Um, yeah, probably. So I think that's probably one reason why their hair, it seems to always be in shapes that are easy to rotoscope, you know?
1: Well, yeah, they don't, they don't, their hair, only a little
0: bit of Anakin's towards the end of Revenge of the Sith does it ever, like, blow in the wind. Mm-hmm. Because that that's hard to do, uh, even with yeah. green screening and modern technology. So, uh, yeah. as an example, just go watch the Lord of the Rings films. You can definitely tell when they're when they're green screening something.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> um, but
1: yeah, so they walk into the apartment. Everyone does introductions after ten years. Anakin blasts
0: off into full on creep status from the get go. Oh, immediately. <laughs> so have you grown more beautiful? That is. I mean, for a senator, you're just like oh, <laughs> double fail.
1: He's just like. By the way, you're also the first girl I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she like gives him this like I'm che- I'm totally cheat you know creeped out look, and she's like, "You'll always be that little boy I knew." Yeah. Yeah. It's like man, ice cold.
1: Yeah. But but enticingly ice cold. Um. So they have a little they have a little squabble Anakin and Obi-Wan about uh their mandate and
0: what their what their job is supposed to be and see this is why I felt like they needed the scene where she doesn't know it's Anakin and she's like mm-hmm. Ooh, who's that you know like he yeah. needed the scene like at least one scene to show that like she may actually be interested in him cuz we never yeah. get that through the entire movie <laughs> until suddenly she's like I'm in love with you yeah
1: well and, and the way she says it, it's like it's like very it's not like uh I don't know, like lusty pain. It's yeah. just like she knows she's gonna die and she wants to say it to somebody at least once. Yeah. Um sorry So really then hard. anyway, so she goes to bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon and uh <laughs> I know, it's just interesting. Like Jar is happy to see everyone, but nobody's happy to see Jar Jar.
0: <laughs> Including the audience, yeah.
1: Well yeah, I mean Jar is just like Anakin, it's so great to see you and Anakin immediately goes just <laughs> yeah, yeah, riff yeah, about off. like yeah, Tammy yeah, doesn't doesn't seem happy to see him. But then you get the great you get the great like uh you McGregor Obi Wan where it's just like be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin. Besides, she was pleased to see us. <laughs> she was
0: pleased to see us, yeah.
1: I get the impression that his Obi Wan is just very dorky when they're not
0: fighting Sith. The, it's like a little that. bit later, but there is that, Good call, my young Padawan. Like <laughs> yeah. such a cheesy line. Yeah. Um so then it's you know,
1: it's it's darkness's fall and then- uh, well, I like and, to think uh,
0: that, uh, like, when they go out to the bar to scam on chicks, like, Obi-Wan's the same way, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think they're about to close the deal, and then right as, like, the girls are about to head out of the bar with them, Obi-Wan, like, pats Anakin on the back and says, Very good pickup lines, my young Padawan. He's just
0: and like, Twins. Nice. <laughs> well done, my gone. young Padawan. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, you, you have, see, the, like, you- the the, like, fraction of a second of character... Uh, development for Obi Wan here, where he uh, they're talking about the, you know the bad dreams that Anakin has, and Obi Wan says dreams pass in time, and it's like, hmm, what does Obi Wan dream about? You know,
1: yeah, I just have written here, Anakin Obi Wan chilling on the balcony, broing down, talking about their dreams and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then then they've got cameras set up in Padme's room when she's sleeping, but uh, she's covered them because well, why wouldn't you? Well, so Anakin's just, just like,
0: out, uh, I don't think she likes me watching her sleep. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Good call, my young padawan. So, anyways, the joy shows up, shoots some, uh, some, some like worms or something like. Use the like the uh,
0: hardest way possible to attempt to kill someone. Yeah,
1: exactly. They could have just blown up the entire floor, <laughs> yeah, which fired like, like a so.
0: rocket at the room. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but what makes this movie? So much, and what we gotta say this: we haven't said this yet. Is we have a lot of quibbles about this film, but mm-hmm. this movie is light years ahead of, of *Phantom Menace*. I mean, it is so much better. Yeah, um, definitely.
0: Well, in that, in that, point sh- of, sorry, go ahead. I
1: was say, point in fact, they realize there's an assassination attempt. Obi Wan immediately jumps out the window and <laughs> grabs onto that droid. Yeah.
0: Well, and before that, there's like you start to actually like with the uh, intro of the spaceship through the clouds, and then there's like that shot of uh, R two in the room like scanning with lasers like it's like lucas is finally like it's like he feels like he can be creative again with the camera you know or like the first move is all about like we got to get these shots in and put all these effects in so we're not going to get too daring it's like now he's actually like now he's being creative in slot shot selection where before it was like very you know just kind of standard so we get these kind of cool shots
1: I think he's kind of shot his legacy in the foot in the sense that you get this, the impression that Lucas knows a fuck of a lot about cinema and mm-hmm. and, and could write like, and teach some pretty great courses on it. But because he's kind of done these homages to old Popey sto- storytelling, people will never realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: um, but yeah, Obi-Wan jumps out the window, grabs on the joy, which he sends him on a merry thing throughout the city, of course, mm-hmm. at night, which looks amazing at night. But uh, you get the impression that Obi-Wan has two very simple vices, action and booze.
0: (laughs) If Obi-Wan had a drinking problem throughout these movies, that would be very interesting.
1: Jedi's last, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: you Uh, know, in in retrospect, this whole chase scene, um, kind of unrealistic in several different ways that, that... could potentially take you out of the movie but i thoroughly enjoyed watching it as it happened so you know i can't yeah, complain yeah. uh yeah. like the first time that first scene where anakin just like jumps right out of the car and starts falling and you're like awesome um uh, subsequent yeah, yeah. viewings you might think like that's dumb but you know it's a movie
1: yeah, it's, it's completely unnecessary oh, uh, i remember i think it
0: was ebert's review of this movie said that um it was like uh you know he he trotted out the Citizen Kane. Uh, reference where he's like citizen kane is a movie that uh introduced the ceiling to movie making because mm-hmm. he'd never seen the ceiling before and the attack of the clones is a movie where they took away the floor like there's just these shots where it's like you're just going down 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 like there's no bottom you know
1: right right but uh so this chase is, is incredibly interesting because it basically starts in like this like posh upper class residential section of coruscant it goes through the industrial section and then ends up like in the vice district yes um <laughs> And it's like the whole time I almost got the impression that like Obi Wan and Anakin are trying to outdo each other.
0: Yeah, like their ridiculous
1: yeah. like need for adrenaline. Um,
0: they got the cool shot where like Obi Wan like catches Anakin's lightsaber as he's following yeah. him. Just,
1: just so, so nonchalantly, just like raises his hand, and boom. And then, mm-hmm. and then even though there's no like, uh like, like cockpit of this car is completely open air. It's like a convertible. But when they're going straight like vertically down, I don't know how they manage that. Like I'd be, I think I'd fall out of this thing, but yeah. like he just sets it on the seat next to him. <laughs> you know, like it could have blown he's, away. So easy he's using the force to the hold
0: seat. it there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause that's, well, you know, it, yeah.
0: B- before the chase begins where like Anakin runs and jumps or like right on top of Padme in bed and like kills mm-hmm. those little things with uh, some floor sheet lightsaber swipes. Mm-hmm. Didn't you kind of want at least one moment uh, where like they make eye contact there or something, you know, I think that was just, definitely like, missing. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. it's like, uh, oh yeah, or maybe they maybe they interrupted her at a you know a moment where she was you know pleasuring herself,
1: like Black Swan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and she opens her eyes and there's like four people with a lit, <laughs> like ignited lightsaber, standing there watching her.
0: <laughs> and Anakin's um, like Jedi business. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so they they get to the nightclub following uh, I think it's Zam. is the name of the assassin?
0: Zam? Yeah, Zam the assassin. There's that cool shot of Anakin like running through the you know the seedy streets of Coruscant, like ducking in between people. He's yeah. got his like he's got Jedi roads, but they're like dark brown, so you know he's yeah. it's like he's darker than Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. He stands he stands out from all the rest of the boring like Jedi patterns. And, and they get into the nightclub, which looks like a sports bar, like a Yep. Some sort of like, I don't know, like overdone sports bar. Like, uh, kind of reminded me vaguely of like in Seattle. There's like a Fox Sports like bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. We've walked past that, I think. But uh, like, it's just this weird place where it's trying to be an upscale bar, but there's like sports stuff going on at the same time. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like. Um, <laughs> but all we want is just like be cool, dude. And, you know, chill out. You're gonna scope on some chicks here. I'm gonna get a drink. Yeah. You're gonna walk around.
1: Yeah this nightclub is so seedy though that anthony daniels and amit best
0: hang out there on their off hours yeah also
1: fancy prostitutes
0: well what's uh what's anakin's line he's just like be careful master i i think the assassin's a shifter i think he's a she (laughs) and everyone's just like oh well we'll be extra cautious then it's like is that because she's a woman
1: well, no. The problem is, it's it's. I think she's. I think he's a she, and mm-hmm. I think she's a changeling. Yeah. I think if they had put the the he's a she second, <laughs> Obi Wan's line would have been genius
0: because
1: mm-hmm. Obi Wan could have gone on a whole thing in like an expanded universe about how he had his heart broken by a woman once, and that's why he drinks.
2: Oh, I like it.
1: <laughs> and that's why he touched Anakin that way that one time. It wasn't what Anakin thought it was, but you know, and come
0: on, the Jedi they're like the Greeks of old. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be a plot twist. How do you think the fans would have taken that?
1: <laughs> I think uh, yeah, there's a lot more, like, uh, like college papers to be written about the psychology of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, echoing New Hope, uh, Obi-Wan just casually turns and, like, chops off the uh, assassin's arm with his lightsaber.
0: After some, like, close-in shots of Camel Toe on the assassin, which I've all seen kind of weird and unnecessary to me.
1: the That actress, that's the one that Lucas went to something with? Like, she was his date to something? Yeah, yeah,
0: it was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, the same man who openly loves it after Pat Benatar? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, after that, there's a lot of, you know, trust your feelings. So, the Jedi basically arm themselves of logic, while the Sith follow their feelings and their passions. Mm -hmm. Is the gist of it. And And then there's you got the
0: scene of uh, Palpatine talking to Anakin just to show that like they they talk on the side.
1: Yeah, he's got to stroke his ego a little bit too. Um. So yeah, then so Padme's been convinced that she needs to leave, go back to Naboo, if Anakin is her protector. She gives her pep talk to Jar Jar, who doesn't really (laughs) who wants to talk to her. It's like you get the impression that Padme clearly does not like Jar Jar. Ten years have not not improved their relationship.
0: And then there's that scene with her packing while Anakin like brats off about how everyone doesn't understand. Which is what girls love to hear. Yeah. Well and also- then and then he she's like, Don't look at me that way. And he's like, Why? And she's like, It makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like laying the creep on, Anakin. Well, it's really all you should need to hear, but Yeah. Apparently he needs to hear it a few more times in this movie. Mm-hmm. But
1: also I want to point out that her suitcase is smaller than any suitcase I have. And she seems to pack more fucking clothes in it than I own. Her very maybe elaborate you're just a a good, fucking
0: wardrobe. Maybe you're just not a good packer.
1: Maybe I need more, like, fancy headgear outfits. Yeah.
0: I'm an excellent packer, by the way.
1: But also doesn't seem like... It, maybe this is just me, but it seems like they moved the bed since the night before.
0: Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, maybe it's just the lighting.
1: Yeah. But... uh so then there's the seeing each other off. They're going to take like commercial transport to get to Naboo. Anakin is wearing an ascot and a poncho.
0: Yeah. And Padmé's wearing some kind of fan thing on her head. And uh and they take off and oh, Anakin, or Obi-Wan's just like, "Oh, I, you know, I hope he's, you know, I don't even have the words. <laughs> <laughs> hope he does his job or whatever and uh uh he says i hope that he doesn't get them in yeah.
1: trouble and Tycho says i'd be more worried about her getting him in the trouble uh, like, maybe like
0: maybe we're unaware of the fact that as a young single woman padme is kind of like on the prowl you know maybe She's, she has regular liaisons with a variety of people
1: there's some uh, some estrus definitely there yeah i mm-hmm. uh in my notes, though, I just have written down that you can tell that uh, after that ship's taken off, that Tycho and Obi-Wan are going to get a drink
0: and discuss some war stories. Mm-hmm. And then you get this uh, uh, this scene with, uh, is it Dexter Jester? Something like that, yeah. Rick yeah. McCallum makes his cameo in the film. Oh, is he in that scene?
1: Well, he's, he was the Dexter Jester. They just Oh, uh, okay. He did the body work for that, yeah. Hmm. At the 50s diner on Coruscant.
0: Yeah. Which, um, this, uh, this scene has, like, I think it's, like, the only blonde in the Star Wars universe is in this scene. Oh, interesting. Like, you don't see blondes at all. Like, the waitress is a blonde. Um The, like, droid waitress? No, there's, like, an actual waitress in oh, this. Okay. And she's blonde. Hmm. She's, like, some kind of, like, bussy blonde chick in, like, a blue outfit. Hmm. But, yeah, you don't see many what do you mean, blondes. Like, like, blonde woman? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it's a um, busty blonde man.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I mean, like, you know, uh, Anakin Obi-Wan, technically dirty blondes. Um, mm-hmm. So this begins, like, the
0: three scenes dealing with whether or not Camino is on a map. Well, um, that's the, the nice line about the difference between knowledge and wisdom, which I feel like is a good line for a current Google generation, you yeah. know?
1: Well, but wouldn't the line have been better if it came from, like, a Jedi? Well, a short order cook?
0: A- apparently what we're going for is that the Jedi Council were kind of ineffectual and dumb.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just going to say my next note in scene two of the many scenes about whether or not Kamino's mm-hmm. on a map. How bad of a Jedi you have to
0: be to be the head librarian of the Jedi? <laughs> and she's like, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. It's like, really? You're a Jedi? Like, uh, I guess you're. there's a reason you guys uh, all got destroyed. because. You're just like this totally ignorant head in your sands organization.
1: Yeah. Well, so then, like, the next scene, it's like like Yoda and the kids, and they're just like, obviously they got deleted then. And, like, I want Obi-Wan, as he walks off, to turn back and be like, you know, you might want to, like, fire off an inner office memo to your <laughs> librarian and tell her that.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, then you got uh, this in between, there's a scene with Anakin and Padme on their transport ship, where um, makes just like... Yeah, she's making fun of him being a virgin, and he just starts laying the creep on even more. He's <laughs> really, he's really impervious to like certain social mores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he's he's a Jedi, so he hasn't, you know, gotten to interact with girls like that. So, yeah. and and like maybe that's what Lucas was going for. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, scene with the younglings and the like out of the mouth of babes, blah blah blah.
1: Well, it's, like, seemingly that, that scene is, like, I, I feel like in his outline, he knew that Anakin was going to kill a bunch of Jedi kids in the third movie. Yeah. My impression.
0: Um, So, yeah, then you get to Naboo. There's a new prepubescent girl on the throne of Naboo. Oh, well, and, you know, Padme's just, like, walking through, like, the courtyard of, you know, like, the palace or whatever. Obviously not too concerned about assassins.
1: Well, he's still got the braid thing, which is a telltale sign of him being a Jedi. It's yeah, that like, guy might really, be a Jedi. They're not really incognito at all.
0: Not a huge fan of that, by the way. What's that? The braid? No, I can see it. It, yeah. just, it, look, um, it looks dumb.
1: Yeah. I think they were just trying to go for something.
0: Some sort foreign. of visual cue, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. They've got the little Jedi, like, ponytail, or a uh, samurai ponytail, and they wanted to take it a little more. Um I remember watching the documentary on the, the the Phantom Menace DVD and when they were doing when they were cutting uh Hugh McGregor's hair and initially the braid thing was a lot more like pronounced and ridiculous. Hmm. Um, and so yeah the, the, uh, now was riding around on the room.
0: Jedi spaceship, yeah. Oh yeah, the the Anakin and uh Padme have a little quarrel about like what they should do and she's just like I'm a queen, shut up, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, then you
1: get the Jedi starfighter, which to, yeah, to me isn't as cool as the one in Episode Three. Um, then yeah. on Kamino, it's like this mystery kind of starts and then promptly stops.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a clone yeah. army with uh, well, tan so Wee.
1: The the thing about Sifo and that mystery is it's not like to me personally, it didn't come off mysteriously intriguing. It came off like maybe part of the script was missing yeah you know. just
0: confusing you know
1: um clones were ordered 10 years ago sifo was killed 10 years ago he specifically says killed so it makes me wonder mm-hmm. who killed sifo how did he die um and then it makes you think that well darth Sidious is clearly playing a long game and he's apparently playing it very well
0: yeah and it's just it's never returned to you know there's nothing yeah. to ever explain it you're it's like you're thinking like oh there's you know, there's going to be some sort of reveal about this because they just drop this, like, exposition bomb on us and then they they never do anything.
1: Yeah, it just it there, there should have been something there and it could have paid off in the bit with Dooku and,
0: and Obi-Wan later, but... Um, so I then you have like Anakin and me by the lake. Yeah. Well, there's a whole, whole Obi-Wan thing where... Uh, what's this guy's name? There's Tanween and the other guy. Uh, he's the, just like, like, would you like to see the clones? And... Uh Obi Wan's just like that's uh what I'm here for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody knows a secret. Yeah.
0: I know many secrets. Mm-hmm. Like uh my secret secret of, of fan fiction about uh wan and Tanwi there. Some good yeah. slash fiction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like the prime minister's waiting for you and he's like, I, I got time so then we have I would say the comedians are pretty hardcore like riding their pterodactyls through waves and storms and shit Like that shot is clearly just to show that they can do something wacky if like a sci-fi landscape but I was just like damn
0: I took that to be um, they had stuff like that in the original Bespin concept art like okay. in, in Cloud City, they would fly things around. I feel like like they just wanted to put that in, because Camino kind of looks like Best Men, only in the water. Right, right. Uh, so you think of Anakin and Padme by the lake, which is... This is like the the classic cringe-inducing what-the-fuck scene, where uh, he gives his brilliant uh, Shakespearean monologue on sand, and how the sand is, you know, not that which we would call Padme skin yeah which is soft creepy stares warm. yeah
1: lead to a lot of inappropriate caressing to lead well, to kisses and, and like leads what, to cold shutdowns
0: well, like what the fuck are you wearing padme like i don't want to be the whole blame the victim thing here you know but it's like you know obviously this guy has like expressed a lot of interest in you and you're like oh yeah no it's not gonna happen anakin but i am going to wear this like backless like ridiculous gown in front of you you know
1: yeah She's like, I don't get to wear a lot of my really like upper class slutty clothing on, on Coruscant. So now that I'm back home, I just thought I would show off the world what a fantastic body I have. Mm. Creepy Jedi guy. And then he,
0: he gets a little, he gets a little sugar there, and then she shuts it down. And I did shut like that it. they like they shut down the music and <laughs> for the score for that scene as well. Like it just drops out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So then they have a lovely picnic date in a field. By a waterfall, and Patty Patty starts talking about her ex boyfriends.
0: Yeah. Oh, but before that, there is the scene where Obi Wan gets to see all the clones. So that that's a cool scene. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. Um. But but yeah, then, yeah, the, then she's the talking about is her really, exes. It's really goofy in this because there's the whole, you know, Anakin's joking about his political beliefs and then tyrants and stuff. But mm-hmm. Maybe he's not really joking, and then he tries to impress her by riding some kind of big ugly animal thing which looks like animal cruelty to me but she's laughing and then he pretends to fall on her himself Mm. and that leads to like rolling and tickling and
0: they totally did in that field right you would hope so i mean it's just like
1: her on top of him
0: it's like why this is a romance like why are you putting all these weird roadblocks like she's not into it and she skis out like if it if they were to like just start making out the end of that scene and then the next scene was them being like we can't do this. Like that would make a lot more sense romantically, you know. Like if this if this whole thing was like them just like screwing like rabbits and then feeling bad about it, that would that would make a lot more sense.
1: I mean, this romance the way Lucas has lined it up, maybe this is the one thing, the one pulpy bit of storytelling that doesn't transfer to the modern era. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can update like uh, old war stories to like sci fi concepts, but maybe we we just don't buy into like a like a thirties concept of.
0: Well, I do feel like you know, her Moxie. Aside from like the S and M costume, there, uh, her costumes do get progressively better and kind of more diegetically realistic. I guess I would say, like yeah. the the thing yeah. she's wearing in the fields, it's like, yeah, that that's like kind of like this weird gown, but it doesn't it doesn't seem out of place, you know. Like the clothes she wears later, they seem like they could exist in Star Wars. They're not, they don't have like glowing bulbs on like the gown or anything like that, you know.
1: Right, right. Oh, she has a little layer buns in mm-hmm. the field. And the outfit at the end with the, the white jumpsuit is just incredibly hot. Um, yeah.
0: And he gets a fucking fan service of Django Fett. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the world. Apparently, that's, like, the <laughs> deepest thing ever, because all, like, the super fanboys who reviewed this movie were like, wow, Django's so awesome. He's just a simple man.
1: Like, I would counter that opinion entirely. First of all, that scene is incredibly stiff, stilted. Yeah. Um
0: I did like that they, they kind of had the shot where it kind of just looks over and you see, like, you know, out in the corner in inside another room, there's like the Django fed out, you know, uh, armor. Yeah. And then he just has a kid go close it. The kid, by the way, is a terrible actor. Um, yeah, he's, and the, the he's Kiwi a really accent, sinister laugh later on. Yeah, well, the Kiwi accent's not helping there, you know.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, Yes, yeah, so then you go back to... Anakin and
1: Padme in aggressive negotiations, and he tries to impress her by floating some fruit around. To me, it's not uh, impressive. Which he says, oh, I shouldn't do this. Like, uh, Obi-Wan really, like, you know, bust my chops if he saw me doing this. Yeah. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan is just, like, floating everything he can to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, when he leaves the younglings, he doesn't reach back to this little <laughs> yeah, cube. He's just, like, whoop. <laughs> but he's just showing off. I don't know. But yeah, Padme's got some very interesting, like, bondage couture.
0: Well, you know, um, you're you're a Jedi. You want to impress a chick. That's the best you can do. Like, shouldn't you have yeah. like a, I don't know, like a whole repertoire of some cool stuff to impress people? That's not just floating a half a it somebody? It begins
1: and it ends with two things. The first thing is a sentence. I can make you come without even using my hands. Mm-hmm. And then he does it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then we go from that to these like fireside confessions of like lusty agony,
0: where she's wearing like this insane like bodice with like a choker. Yeah. Um like could not be more suggestive of like, hey let's get down, you know, but then she's like, we can't. I'm a senator, you know. And
1: Anakin's basically saying, I swear to God if you do not sleep with me, and I will, will kill, kill
0: myself. It's <laughs> exactly what he's saying, yeah. <laughs> well, he oh, you know, get
1: on his knees and beg her.
0: The next scene, it's it's the scene where Anakin's having the dream and so he's, he's like, he's just lying in bed and he starts moaning. Like, I really wanted Padme to just pop up at that point, you know, and be like, what's wrong?
1: <laughs> that same tone in inflection too. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember what the outfit is off the top of my head, but in my notes, I have written down that family portman looks incredibly hot in the scene where they agree to go to Tatooine.
0: Oh, the morning scene. It's one where yeah. he's like
1: staring at the like, ocean. Yeah. Well, like, I was the in, one that was in that first teaser trailer in front of Monsters Inc. That little shot of her, and she just looked incredibly hot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like her like super hot bathrobe, but also like for the only time in the movie, Anakin's actually wearing something to kind of like show off his body. You know, he's wearing yeah. a like a super super light like shirt or something that like it hangs loosely, but you can obviously see he's like much more skinny and like fit underneath it. Um yeah. It's like the only time in the movie where it's like at all suggestive that like maybe there's some sort of attractiveness for him going on and not just for Padme, you know? Right, right.
1: But uh despite the fact that Natalie Parman does look very hot in that scene, um, I realized as I was watching that that very brief scene that there's about half the scenes in this movie, you really can't tell what the hell anyone's facial expressions are supposed to mean.
0: Well doesn't that scene make a whole lot more sense that they slept together the night before? Yeah. I mean you know, like like if he had woken up next to her and was having a bad dream and went outside, and so she came out with him. Like, I don't know, maybe there's, like, a cut somewhere where that happened, but they they, they wanted it to be kid-friendly or something, I don't know. But it
1: and Bert's just like, this is a kid's movie, George, and George is just like, shut up, you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't there a rumor um, that uh, Nally Portman and Hayden were, like, dating on the set or something? I don't know if that was true or not.
1: I thought that they were.
0: It's funny because Seems like they he
1: have he tries to date all of his co-stars like Rachel well, Bilson.
0: Yeah, seriously. It's funny because they don't have any uh chemistry at all on screen, so, no. you know.
1: Well, I was going to say when when we got to the scene that there are some scenes where I think Hayden Christensen does some good acting. Um they haven't happened yet at this point in the movie. He's not terrible, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like could you actually picture Leonardo DiCaprio in this role?
0: Um I think he would be older at that point, I think. It's I mean, I guess he could do it, but I, he might I think come off a little more charming. I feel like Hayden Christensen is fine as an actor, although this doesn't seem to be like this role doesn't seem to be playing to his strengths. Um yeah. It's like it's like you wanted him to be evil the whole way instead of pretending he was a nice guy, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, he does he does a good job of showing off those scenes where he is incredibly young and immature. Yeah,
0: I mean, in um, the you know Criterion classic Takers. I felt he was very effective in his like suspender suit and like uh, bowler hat or whatever he was wearing.
1: He has kind of like a sinister sneer about him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, he was in that shattered glass movie. It's Phil Glass. Like, like he's in like Jumper, for instance. Like he's supposed to be the hero, but like he totally came off as like skeezy in that as well. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, because the first voiceover at the start of the movie, he tells the audience to go fuck themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't think you quite get over it. Anyway, so, um, back on Kamino, there's a what I thought was a really great Obi-Wan-Django fight scene in the rain. Although, Django sucks. Especially at fighting Jedi.
0: Well, theoretically, shouldn't the Jedi just be able to kick this guy's ass? You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I but, mean we get to see him shoot the rocket. That's cool. Well,
1: um, it's like he's got, he's got some, some serious weapons. He's got the blasters. He's got all the other stuff. He's got that giant rocket on his back. He expels pretty much all of his weapons, like right away, and mm. Obi Wan's not dead. That's like, what's that rocket? Once you have shot off that rocket, I mean that that would be like Plan Z to me. You know what mm. I mean? Like, yeah, really. That's your last option. But I don't know, <laughs> he just really sucks at fighting Jedi, so it really makes some of his other tactics later in the movie questionable. Um,
0: there was like a brief check-in scene there where Obi Wan checks in. I, it's interesting, they kind of drop the council, and he starts just checking in with, like, Mace and Yoda. Like, I think Lucas started to figure out that, like, that's all he needed, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think he got smart about episode three about putting Obi-Wan on the council. hmm You know, just save yourself a lot of time. Give Obi-Wan... And let Neil McGregor have a seat during those scenes, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a little too much of some one person standing in the middle of the room.
1: Yeah, but yeah. the Django um, fight
0: is cool. Um... Very, like, you always want to see lightsaber in the rain. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although seeing, I still didn't like? feel like they did enough of like kind of like the drops like hissing off the saber, you know. Like I could, yeah. I could see more lightsaber in the rain. I, I don't think I've had my fill. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so
1: to go back to Tatooine, um, Watto has a silly hat now, and his goatee has only gotten sleazier.
0: Well, there is, a, there's an interesting shot. Like you have your landing pad shot, but then instead, it, like the camera, like rises up and tilts down and you get this like looking down from overhead view of tattooing it's like it's like now they finally it's like hey we don't just need to show a landing pad anymore we can we can kind of get creative here you know yeah yeah
1: yeah Watch you seem uh, to have
0: fallen on hard times yeah
1: yeah the sci-fi landscapes that they kind of show off in passing are really interesting i think
0: um oh then they put padme in uh well she's not there yet but she, she has a good outfit coming up yeah Um, yeah yeah water seems to have fallen on hard times
1: yeah so the the obi-wan is chasing boba and jango um they have that kind of fight slash chase through the asteroid ring uh young boba has a very sinister like laugh for a kid um i really like the sound design on those seismic charges
0: this is a cool scene my one criticism would be i feel like the laser blasts are like too fast like yeah. I don't know it's just like this wall of like lasers you know
1: well you can't even tell if you've really hit Obi-Wan's yeah. ship it's like the droids start smoking yeah
0: like um compared to the original when it's like it was like you had to like make your shot count you know I don't know if the lasers need yeah. to recharge or what you know but it's like they'll just like start firing blindly like you know for the entire chase you know it's like take a shot when you when you have a shot
1: well I'm just thinking of all these like ships like if you run out of power In the middle of fucking nowhere, and your air is going to run out. Well, you know that's
0: why the uh the panels are on the side of the TIE fighter. They power the uh, lasers. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Like solar powering?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, the sound design of the seismic charges is really cool. Where the sound completely drops out for a second, uh, as if as if it's been like sucked like into like an implosion, then it explodes. Like Like, that was really cool in the theater. Yeah. Maybe they should use that that in the
0: trailer. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, the the great shot of the slave one is slave one, right? It's the name of Django ship or Boba yeah, ship, yeah. Slave one. Um, when it starts coming at the camera, firing the lasers, I remember in that first trailer, that teaser trailer, I think it was called "Breathing" because it was mm-hmm. Starfighter's breathing. That was a really cool image because the drums started playing in yeah. the trailer at that point. The trailers for episodes two and three, I would say, were really
0: great. They mm-hmm. did a lot of interesting stuff with trailers, and I thought they were really effective. Um. it was was like the first time people even started saying the word trailer you know yeah Um, yeah like the the phantom menace like when that trailer hit that was like a whole thing where some guy like uploaded like half of it that he filmed and he like became an internet legend you know like uh, people were going to see that terrible wing commander movie just to see the trailer
1: well and and yeah, you started, you started that kind of What was it? Thing, that, that I saw Monsters,
0: Inc. I, Monsters, Inc. That's the only reason I saw that movie. It's because of the Phantom Menace exactly. trailer in front of it.
1: For the breathing trailer for, uh, for this movie, I, I went to go see Monsters, Inc. And you started seeing things like that where people would actually go to a movie just to see a trailer. Like mm-hmm. people who will go to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the IMAX screenings of this Hobbit movie just to see the first nine minutes of the Star Trek film.
0: I really want to talk about that movie, but we, we'll we have to wait on that.
1: Yeah. Um. So so anyway, so Uncle Owen lands on Geonosis. Well, he does the move that. where
0: he he hides on the back of an asteroid, kind of like the Falcon hiding on the Star Destroyer. And he goes down and lands on Geonosis to take a look.
1: Meanwhile, on Tatooine, you've got the introduction of
0: Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Three Fio's back. He's he's fully put together, but not golden yet. He's kind of like a just gray, you know. He hasn't gotten this gold um, plating.
1: It's weird. Hollywood really wants to make this guy Joel Edgerton happen.
0: Yeah, they really do.
1: Like, he's the next, like, Sam Warrington or Jeremy Renner. I feel like that's that's where he's at. Like, people just mm-hmm. are convinced they can put him in something. Um, and hopefully they never will, because he's creepy looking. Um, well, it's
0: weird that, like, they all these actors, like, Rose Byrne and Keira Knightley, it's like they all pop up in Star Wars movies for some reason, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting, like international flavor, these Australian and, and English actors that he crammed in there. Um, so Shmee disappeared, picking well, up mushrooms that grow on, on the, the evaporators. The... Yeah. I wrote down in my notes. So poor.
0: Yeah. Well, this is where the movie turns into the searchers. You know, it's like yeah. it's like if if Lucas wasn't able to hammer home what he was going for enough in uh, A New Hope, now he really gets to hammer it home.
1: Yeah. Um. I just, I love the scene where, where, where Kleek and, uh, and Anakin, like, talk. And he has, first of all, I kind of like the layout. Even though it's like, it looks like a dump, I kind of like the layout of Kleek Lars's home. Oh, well, this this is, is Luke's,
0: it's Luke's home. So, yeah, I know. I think, but we see this and we're like, yeah.
1: You get the little like igloo thing that seems to pop out of ground, and then you have all the rest is kind of built into like an in-ground courtyard. I don't. Know, it just seems mm-hmm. really interesting to me. Um, so they have this talk about Shmi, and he doesn't want to give up hope for. Her. She's That's dead, what I think, son. like, I'm gonna go look yeah. for her, and he's just like, I don't want to give up on her, but she's dead. Son, accept it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well you also you get uh, you get Padme and like basically like the princess Leia buns in this scene. Like she's yeah. she's got some sort of weird uh thing with like flowing like big sleeves on the arms but i think like the midriff is bare or something yeah and she's got yeah, the yeah. the bun hair well she had
1: the she had the buns in the the field scene too
0: well with those buns like i don't know like they weren't like the full on they had like coverings on them or something so now it's just like the buns you know um let's talk
1: about the buns. yeah,
0: yeah. um yeah, it's a so good outfit Avengers. it's like it feels like we're getting closer and closer to the star wars that we know you yeah know?
1: Yeah, which would be really interesting if you could go back and and watch all six of these movies in a row, like un unaware of things. Mm. Um, so then Obi Wan eavesdrops back on Genos. So Obi Wan eavesdrops oh, on the classic meeting of supervillains.
0: Yeah, well, you're you're leaving out the one scene where Anakin takes off on a the swoop bike. Uh, it's like sunset. Like that's a pretty cool shot there. Duel of the Fates is playing. Uh, he yeah. stops by to like uh, interrogate some in Jawas or something. I remember I saw this yeah. in IMAX uh, at some point and. Like, you could actually, like, see into the, the Jawa sand crawler and, like, see individual Jawas, like, doing shit in there. It's, like, a pretty awesome level of detail. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, So, Obi-Wan, back on Geonosis, Obi-Wan eavesdrops in the
1: classic new supervillains, which includes the Trade Federation, the Geonosian Weapon Makers, the Techno Union Army, and the Banking Clan. The Banking Clan,
0: um, the Commerce Guild... Uh yeah, there's like a whole bunch of like all these like corporate you know identities. Yeah.
1: Newt Gunray, the the Viceroy of the Trade Federation, who apparently has survived four trials in the Senate, <laughs> yeah. is super serious about revenge against Padme.
0: I don't know why he's mad at her. He should be mad at Sidious.
1: But he has that great line though of uh I'm not gonna sign your treaty till you put her head on the table in front of me. Yeah.
0: Chill out, bro. It's all, <laughs> only business.
1: And then we find Shmi in the company of the Tuscan Raiders.
0: Yeah, who's been have, getting like gang raped off screen. Apparently. I was,
1: I was just gonna. I haven't read down my notes. That if you look at the way she's tied up, it's yeah. clear they were doing some nasty shit to her from behind.
0: Yeah, that's like a rape stand. Like Mike Vick has one of those
1: <laughs> for his dogs. Oh, and there's um, also
0: uh, Poggle the Lesser, the like leader of the yeah. Geonosians. Yeah. yeah, Poggle the Lesser.
1: Um. anyway so Shami's death brings about what I would call the first real hardcore acting from Hayden Christensen uh, it's all of his kind of juvenile weird stalker antics coalesce into you can finally buy into it I guess you could say
0: well, and he cuts some heads off and then to, like you have like Liam Neeson from Beyond the Grave like shouting no, no never explain in any of the Star Wars movies no. like, it was like they had something there that they wanted to do and they never picked up on it Um,
1: Well, it's that an old friend has found his way to do something,
0: whatever they say at the end of episode three. Um, And then, like, cut to Yoda, like, he can feel it, you know? Terrible pain. You'd think they'd
1: follow up on that later. Like, hey, Anakin, are you cool? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool that's just like like don't they generally have to file reports isn't that wouldn't that be necessary and <laughs> they just like verbally Maybe they're just what's jedi, going on? you know like they don't there's like uh, no paperwork at
0: all in this if this you were a jedi thing. would you file a report you be like I'm a jedi you know
1: I just I would love to see a scene even if it's like in that Clone Wars cartoon where like we spend an episode in Obi-wan's office
0: <laughs> well I feel it's like they have like the I don't want to say interrogator but like they have to like meet with the person who takes down their statements you know
1: yeah yeah yeah, the after-action person. Yeah, the the IA person in the Jedi. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> so
0: So, uh, we them. so Anakin, <laughs> at that point, you and the senator from Naboo uh, decided to leave uh, and go to Tatooine. Is there anything you'd like to tell us about your time with her on uh, Naboo? And he's just like, no. And they're like, really? Anything at all? We've, we've spoken to some of her handmaidens, and, and they paint a different picture.
1: We've inspected her sheets. Yeah sure you don't want to tell us something i mean i just expanding universe authors let me just throw this at you this is a gold a mine that i'm just i'm gonna hand away some kind of departed slash infernal affairs thing about jedi ia people during the clone wars yeah that, that's they're just, just like look we're
0: not accusing you of anything but uh she is like glowing with midichlorians right now so come on
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are inside her they are on her chest just some on her neck and around her face and on yeah. her back.
0: Oh, you're taking it there, huh? And in her hair.
1: Yeah, sorry. Um. So yeah, then then Anakin reveals to Padme that he's killed the Tuscan tribe. That they're like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals.
0: And not just the men, but the women and the children. <laughs> and she's like, "It's cool. Have some milk."
1: Well, she she's just like, oof, I'm gonna jump on you like a trampoline right now." Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have written in my thing. I don't really want to discuss this. Anakin, nature versus nurture, but I don't think I want to go into that. Um. So then they decide to leave Tatooine because their business there is done. Um. They get the message from Obi Wan. I just want to point out that
0: uh, even Obi Wan, like the code name of the Jedi Council, is the old folks' home. Like, that's the kind of people these are. Like, would you go to an old folks' home for advice or counsel? I wouldn't. You people well, are old. You, Your time has passed. You know, like
1: yeah, it shows you what Obi Wan thinks of the the old folks home. Huh? Um, so yeah, I just but I love that if you actually look at that scene, there's like one button on the console of Padme's ship that <laughs> she does just everything.
0: Keeps pressing the single button, it's rerouting uh, signals. It's yeah, it's doing all it's kinds pulling of pulling up a map. Yeah, yeah.
1: but uh, yeah, Nellie Parman looks fantastic in her white jumpsuit.
0: Yeah, the white jumpsuit. This is. And, it, like, it really feels like Star Wars at this point, you know? Like, she's basically, like, kind of wearing what Luke would wear, only if it was, like, skin tight, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, her, Padme is incredibly resourceful. As you, as you, she gets nothing but more resourceful throughout the rest of this movie, but, but even I, in
0: her fashion. I like how oh, there is the one cool scene where, I think it's actually before he leaves to go find his mom, like, it's a scene of him and Padme talking and, like, his shadow behind is, like, a Darth Vader shadow. Like, that's a pretty cool shot. Because I think it was all, like, I don't think that was an effect. I think they just, you know, like, framed it properly. You know or what I'm it, talking about?
1: Or it's, I don't think it's actually Darth Vader's helmet, but I think it looks close
0: enough. It's close enough that you're, like, That you kind of, you,
1: know. you kind of put that there yourself. But um,
0: I, I like how they take 3PO with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, was the Lars family cool with that? They're like, oh, no, sure, take our protocol droid. It's... Even though uh you know the the matriarch of the household left, he can go ahead and take her assistant as well. The
1: matriarch's dead, the uh patriarch is missing a leg, mm-hmm. uh Owen and Baru seem to be worthless. And Anakin's just like listen here, you poor pieces of shit.
0: Destroyed is mine, I made destroyed. It's coming with me.
1: Do do you want to argue about it? I have a lightsaber. Do mm-hmm. I even need to discuss this? Yeah. Um but yeah, it's really not that hard. Like, you get the whole thing of the, the emergency powers and the Senate. It is really not that hard for Palpatine to manipulate these idiots. <laughs> no. It's like, he,
0: if only someone were as brave, you know, to suggest that yeah. I become the emperor. But, yeah.
1: So, like, the way they set up in that previous scene is that they need a brave senator to call for the vote to give him the emergency powers. So Jar Jar gets up and he calls for the vote or whatever. Mm -hmm. Seemingly, they decide to forego the vote entirely. And Palpatine just has emergency powers now. Oh, that's how they do it. detailing what he's going to do. That's how they
0: do it. Like, that's how he got elected chancellor in the first place. They never show that, you know. It's like, as soon as it's brought up, it's like a done deal, you know. Uh, One just quick last note on Tatooine. I feel like one of the reasons these scenes feel as good as they do is because they're these shots of the horizon and there's just like fucking nothing and it's such a breath of fresh air after you know it was cool as like Corsant and these other places you go to are there's like always shit going on in the background um whereas here it's just like desert and sky and nothing else at all like nothing as far as you can see and it's, a, it's like it's a totally stark different look from what you've been getting on the other planets
1: yeah and this is kind of also their wheelhouse from a new hope that but- Typically, it's got a guy in a desert staring off at two suns setting. Mm -hmm. It's usually a gold mine. Yeah. Um,
0: And then you got the the scene where Dooku goes and talks to Obi-Wan, and he basically reveals the whole plot, but Obi-Wan doesn't believe him. Kind of a genius scene, although I felt like the follow-up was bad at the end, you know?
1: Well, parts of it were still very odd to me, because you had Dooku's like oh, I'm trying to get your release. And uh, Obi-Wan's just like, well, I hope it doesn't take too long. I have work to do. Yeah. Well, and then at the end, it's just like, it may be hard to secure your release. It's just like, it just seems, I don't know, kind of odd to me.
0: Well, it felt weird because at the end of this movie, I'm still not sure if Dooku, like, was he just lying about, you know, the, the Sith, like, does he, does Dooku believe that Sidious is the Sith controlling the Senate or not? You know, like, like you don't know for sure what he, like is he totally in on the plan or is he not totally in on the plan?
1: Well, I I had that actually written down in my notes later on is that he makes a comment to Poggle the Lesser that he doesn't know where the Republic could could have gotten this army from, mm-hmm. and I thought. That doesn't make any sense, because you don't know who's telling the truth here. Did Jango Fett really get hired by a man named Tyrannus, which is Darth Tyrannus? And then at the end, when he says to Sidious, the war started, and Sidious says, well, the plan is proceeding according to the plan, or something like that, um, it's like, you don't really know how much Dooku knows about anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who I I think went away from the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, maybe maybe thinking that Dooku didn't actually know that Palpatine was Sidious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like you and they you know, they don't do anything to really clear that up. And so it just comes off as kind of murky. But yeah, then you got that shot of like the Senate, you know, where they're going to vote in the new powers and like Yoda and Mace are watching and Yoda's just like, "Well, I'm going to go get myself a clone army," you know.
1: <laughs> Since we have no real ethics of mm-hmm. clones and all that stuff to discuss here no. in the Republic.
0: And when, you, the, when
1: you breed them from, uh, like, Kiwi bounty hunters, there's no hmm. souls to worry about.
0: Yeah. And then you had the whole, like, Geonosis scene with uh, Anakin and Padme where before they even get to the factory part they're, like, just, like, chopping uh, these uh, Geonosians yes, in half. It is surprisingly violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creepy shots, too, where they're all, like, in the walls, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, th- that's really cool stuff. Um... You get to start of the courtship of C three P o and R two D two as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I like the. I know some people like hated the droid factory scenes. I thought they were fine. Like the whole like Padme running under a crusher. Like I'm fine with no, that. No, the
1: droid factory stuff is really cool to me.
0: Um, she's incredibly
1: resourceful once again. Uh, yeah. Y- the stuff of C three PO, I have written later on in the battlefield stuff that uh, maybe there's a little too much C three PO because he
0: he has his classic dorky C three PO line of machines making machines, how perverse. Yeah. Well, there's this whole weird thing where they're showing that like Padme is actually like really smart, like and like very capable. You yeah. know, like not only in the droid factory scene, but then later in the arena. And then you never see any more of that, you know? It's 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 like she gets pregnant, and that's the end of that. But, like, she yeah, seemingly has more, like, uh, like combat savvy than, like, Anakin does, you know? Well, first of all, from the start of this movie,
1: she's piloting, like, a Naboo starfighter. Yeah. I mean, she knows what she's doing. Um, You get the impression from this, too, or maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Anakin's been trained very well over the years, but, uh, like, there may not be a lot of, like, real-world practical, like, He's, implementation of that training.
0: He hasn't been trained in the ways of love, you yeah. know? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. <laughs> he still needs to
1: nut up a little bit, yeah. The he, Jedi's he one rule, off?
0: never fall in love, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't seem to come off
1: as well throughout the factory as she does. Um,
0: well, just in general, it seems like she's much more worldly than he is, you know?
1: Oh Yeah. Yeah, she knows a thing or two.
0: She's like, don't worry about it, there's a pill. Yeah.
1: She's been around the world. Um, you get the retracting bridge callback, or as you could call back, future call from New Hope. Um, mm-hmm.
0: you get the foreshadowing of Anakin's machine hand. R two has his uh, his little booster rockets. Yeah, but yeah, the the hand thing where he almost gets his hand cut off. C three PO loses his head, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then out of a- nowhere, Padme's like, "I love you."
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was there's a thing in the special features on the DVD with Ben Burtt. I don't know why they put this on the DVD because it makes Ben Burtt look so sad. Mm-hmm. But, like, he did a whole, like, percussion track for the <laughs> droid factory scene that he was obviously very proud of. And Lucas apparently came in and very coldly said, that's John Williams' territory. And, like, yeah. they threw it all out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just it seems so sad to me. Like, like Ben Burtt like, and John Williams apparently have some kind of, like, massive creative feud. And John Williams will always win.
0: And well, then uh, then you have the arena where yeah. we're here to rescue you. Oh, good job.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, well, I love that I love that sequence so much.
0: Anakin's yeah. busy whining while like Padme's already like picked the lock and like climbed up, you know. Well, and then like yeah, I mean, conveniently I mean, like, loses the midriff to get even hotter.
1: Yes, yeah. Well you saw her midriff before, but now you really see it and it's toned. Like, this like just one of on. the
0: one of the great like injury slash like making the costume hotter moments of all time, you know.
1: Yeah, well, because she gets some pretty serious, brutal injuries in this, because she gets like clawed by the animal across the back, mm-hmm. and then I would think that when she gets blown out of the ship, you know, like 20 minutes later, it's not so much the force of the explosion that threw her down. Well, into do, the you remember, sand, all do you remember? Do you remember that? Like uh, a fresh cut.
0: Do you remember that they re redid that scene? Do you remember that? Or uh, they maybe they just dubbed it. I can't remember, but um, in the theater when she falls out of the ship and the stormtrooper comes up to her, she like, she gets right up and like, she sort like, like she hasn't just fallen out of the ship. Like her voice sounds different, you know? And she's like, we have to get to them. Whereas in the, uh, and when they put it out on DVD, suddenly she was just like kind of moaning a little, she got up and, like a little more it's, fatigued.
1: It's very weird because she's just like, "Oh shit!" and then the guy runs up and she just pops up immediately. Mm. It's very strange. Well, they um, they
0: redid it because originally it was like nothing's wrong at all. You know, <laughs> I just fell out of a ship. Yeah, but I, I did really like this whole arena fight. Like the this section of the movie on is all excellent. Um yeah. And it, I really felt like like there's some dodgy effects here and there previous to this point in the movie. Um, but it's like they they obviously put all of their like, you know, A game onto the yeah. the arena and then the battle afterwards. Like they're doing effects work that's like light years ahead of what they've done before with uh like and they're doing like zooms, you know, like camera zooms and stuff like that. Like they're getting creative with their shots. Like it's totally different from anything you've seen up to that point.
1: They Every part of this movie up until the end of, of the film is they're just piling on more things that you didn't think you would see. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like if you would fall asleep in the movie, you'll definitely wake up mm-hmm. at this point because it just gets nuts from here on out. Anakin is the recipient or gets to say the uh, I've got a bad feeling about this line. Um, Padme mm-hmm. is incredibly resourceful. And I think that's a thing too is in that scene where they're, they're all escaping from their chains in the pole. Like, Anakin wants to spend all his time worrying about Padme, and yeah. Obi-Wan has to kind of point out to him that you really don't need to worry about her. She's doing fine. She's literally on top of the situation.
0: <laughs> Would you say that, uh, like, Obi-Wan's role is, like, it, he has the most entertaining fight with his monster, I think. Uh, Anakin yeah. just, like, jumps on his and rides it around. But uh, Obi-Wan, yes, like, yeah. the big, weird, multi-legged thing, like, that. that's a great fight. Like And it, like, comes back later where he has to fight it some more, you know? They've got,
1: like, a weird, like, anti-seduction thing going on where that thing wants a piece of Obi-Wan and comes back to him later. And his takedown of that thing is excellent because he chops (laughs) off its two front legs. And then it looks like, because they they, they then zoom behind the beast, it looks like he literally clubs that thing in the face. Well, it looks like he, like,
0: gets it in the neck or something, maybe, yeah. But then he he does the whole thing, like... And I this is one of the like good moments of Flourish where he's like spinning the lightsaber around as he's like getting ready to ram it right into the head like that's an awesome shot. Yeah, yeah. it's like the coup de grâce. Um,
1: so yeah there's the part though that where Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor are all on the same creature together. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to take a moment and imagine the filming of that scene.
2: <laughs>
1: Natalie Portman's in the middle and yeah. Ewan McGregor's right behind her.
0: Padme sandwich. I'm sure he was, like, yeah. whispering dirty things into her ear the whole time, you know. And nobody was whispering
1: shit in the of Christensen's ear.
0: Eh, maybe Natalie Portman was. <laughs> She's <laughs>
1: just repeating what, what Ewan McGregor just told mm-hmm. her.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this one shot. It's, like, the three of them chained up, and then in the... For- it's in f- so that Padme's in the foreground, you know, Obi-Wan's in the background, like, kind of sideways. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other pillar... And he almost wanted there to be like one other person there who like dies, you know, just to yeah, just yeah. to show you that this is real, you know. I don't know who it would be, like maybe like Kiati Monday or something, you know.
1: I feel like, uh, I feel like, um, if this, if this was episode seven and you had another director doing like Brad Bird doing it who kind of emulates Star Wars storytelling, I feel like you would have had that. Well, should, have you know what it should have been? That there's death here.
0: You know would have been the good joke would have been, uh, uh, R four. Um, Obi Wan's droid, yeah, like Obi Wan's droid as well. You know, like R four, he doesn't make it. You know? <laughs> that would have been a good joke to do there. Uh, that would be good,
1: yeah. Um, so then the 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 Jedi show up. Mason well, they do the whole. It's kind of an unfair thing.
0: Well, they they do. The, it's kind of unfair. Like they kind of defeat their uh their monsters that are attacking them, and then just like a bunch of like droidicars show up. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. come on, it's not very sporting.
1: Well, you have nuke gun rays, like when uh, when Padme does a thing where she swings on the chain and kicks her animal in the face, and he's yeah. just like, "That's cheating, kill her."
0: Shoot
1: her. Yeah. Sense <laughs> and Dooku's sporting? just like, patience, patience, she will die.
0: <laughs> and then Dooku shows up, and like for some reason, he's like putting his lightsaber up against Jango. Like anyone gives a shit about Jango? know <laughs> yeah. yeah. they're yeah. like, oh, the guy we pay. Yeah, you can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dooku, I want
1: Dooku to be like, you "No, know, the clones are done, right? We don't, we don't need yeah. him anymore."
0: <laughs> honestly, you're like if you kill him now, like we can like not pay like his, you know, his next paycheck in two weeks, and yeah, save some, holding off some cash. Last paycheck for a while, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, so the war zone, the Jedi's kicking ass. I just wanted there to be a thing flashing on the screen the whole time, I'm like this is what you want.
0: Yeah. Although I do feel like when the when the Jedi all appear, they start. Uh, pulling out their lightsabers in like the most ridiculous fashion possible and like doing these cheesy poses you know obviously yeah. because it was like a whole bunch of actors on green screen somewhere being filmed doing that in various ways and then just put into the scene you know
1: yeah well and and there's also like a certain arrogance the jedi though you know because uh Tugger's like you know you're hopelessly outnumbered and Mace is just like no i don't think so and it's like i think that's the arrogance of the of the jedi yeah. at that point i think the problem is that you had Samuel L. Jackson in that scene, and you wanted a little more, like, Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was just like, this party's over.
0: You know, you wanted, like, this
1: party is over! Yeah. Well, it's, um, I mean,
0: that's Nick Fury wasn't super interesting in any of the Marvel movies until Joss Whedon started writing his dialogue either, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then recognized yeah. the potential there. You do have um, the,
0: the excellent shot where uh, Obi-Wan starts getting shot at by various droids, and then... Uh, Boba Fett uses a flamethrower, or Jango uses a flamethrower on him. So he just like jumps right off the balcony, and the camera like follows him down as he's like yeah. flaming and like you know gets rid of his coat and eventually land. Like that's a really cool shot. Uh, that's the yeah. that's a whole like removing the floor type of shot that Ebert was talking about. Like there's some really excellent moments yeah. like that.
1: Well, and, and speaking from that, Jango is then foolish enough to get into the ring with Mace Windu. Um, <laughs> I really hope that the clones didn't get his
0: intelligence because Jango is dumb. Yeah, well, you know there is a whole thing where he his uh if you look closely, and I I'm sure this is like in the book, um his jetpack gets damaged when he gets run over by the uh-huh. uh, the rack or whatever that thing's called, and uh-huh. so he's planning on using it, and he tries to use it right before uh, uh, uh Mace Windu cuts him cuts his head off, like you see it like it spark and not work, like you have to you have to watch closely for it, but it's like you see it get damaged and start sparking when he gets run over by the the rack thing. And then well, see, when that, when Mace is coming towards him, he tries to use it, and it doesn't work. And that's why he gets his head cut off.
1: Well, see, that's that's not why he gets his head cut off. He lost the fight when he tried to die yeah. for the lightsaber.
0: <laughs> well, he lost the fight when he entered the arena. It's like, dude, these are Jedi, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. he There's no reason for it, you know what I mean? It wasn't like like Dooku said, we, we want to get in there? I'm mm-hmm. paying you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let the droids handle it. They're doing a good enough job. Because there was a few dead Jedi hanging around there. So obviously on, on he, like, he, I w- he, sh- he shot one too. Well, yeah.
0: on Django's like, I would, but you guys need me for that whole clone thing. So unfortunately I can't. I'm just going to hang back, you know, because yeah, those exactly. are a bunch of Jedi. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but i would say Padme is even resourceful when it comes to flirting in the middle of a battlefield. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if the third movie, like, if you didn't have the whole episode four through six thing hanging around, like, if the third movie was just about Padme, like, Action Senator, and not about Anakin, it would have been
0: a cool movie, too. You start letting Padme have some fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. Put a put a big gun in her hand and let her start shooting things. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I really love the thing where, like, they, they tie up the one thing, the, like, chariot thing to the beast, and Anakin's yeah. just, like, riding that while she's in the back shooting people all around. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, they had a lot of fun, I think, blocking the scene and yeah. laying all this stuff out. Yeah. Um, well, but and the, and I would then, say there's a little too much C-3PO, like like mouthing a off. A
0: little too much of that. The Jedi seem to kind of go down like punks. I mean, granted, there's like super battle droids, so maybe they're hard to defend. But yeah, Jedi kind of seem like they aren't too impressive. Uh, maybe yeah, that's why Obi-Wan to- oh, was sure. such a hero, of the Jedi, because he was competent, you know. Um, <laughs> maybe the Jedi kind of sucked. It's possible. Yeah. And then Yoda shows up with the clones and it's like, this is like where it just keeps on like leveling up. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah. it gets even more insane. And the effects work on those uh, ships is really awesome. Um The shots of them flying in the air, with like flak, you know, explosions all around them. And like yeah. another ship just like blows up and falls out of the sky. But it does the thing where it like, it doesn't just explode into nothingness. It like, it catches on fire and just plummets out of the sky, you know?
1: Well, it's really cool when, uh, those big circular things, there's one point where one of them's like lifting up because mm-hmm. they're all trying to take off and the, uh, the lasers, the, the clone cannon lasers are shooting up at them. And like hitting them enough places where they they're obviously losing something, so they come back down. And when the thing lands back down on the ground, you can actually see like the metal rippling from the mm-hmm. impact while the dust storm is coming up. And you kind of get, even though they have helmets and they're all CGI, you kind of get the clones like stop reaction of just like oh shit, you know, like it's yeah. giant like like. Oh, well, then there's those, over them.
0: just completely awesome scenes of them firing lasers in the in the dust storm. Like that is an awesome shot. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. like they really pulled out the st- all the stops in this movie. They are like, you cannot possibly complain about this because it's awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, oh, yeah. um, they're going the wrong way. Um, In all the previous Starz movies, the good guys move from left to right. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they're moving from right to left. And that was another thing in Ebert's review that he pointed out. Mm-hmm. Like in Empire Strikes Back, for instance, the walkers are attacking from the right to left. But but in this it's like they're going the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything is reversed. Um last thing in the arena, young Boba picks up Django's helmet and Django's face head falls out of it. <laughs> it doesn't actually catch it. Yeah. Eye looking one it, way when I look the other way. Uh,
0: <laughs> if you look closely you can actually see his, his head go flying, like a shadow of it go flying in a different direction when uh he gets oh, in the, front of the helmet, yeah. Well also excellent. I do like the scene where it's like uh and they've been surrounded by uh you know, the super battle droids like before you right before Yoda shows up. And uh there's that shot of Obi-Wan just like looking around and like his eyes are just saying, I like these odds, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's like I almost feel like he was calculating the fact that they're gonna lose, but it's gonna be close.
0: Yeah. And you get the, the Ala Secure chick, like the hot tweelike chick with the bare midriff. Bring okay. her in.
1: Like a mini skirt, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so, yeah, you know, I had written in this, and then there's a line later where dude seems like Dooku's not sure where their public got their army from, and then obviously he must later on. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a whole scene odd.
0: where they're jumping onto the uh, the gunships. It's like, don't you yeah. want to turn off your lightsaber for that? Like, they can't be safe, you know? No, no. <laughs> like, they're just jumping in with their lightsaber, like, directly in front of them. Point, you know, it's like, wow, be careful there, man.
1: Well, I, I remember thinking when uh, uh when I first watched New Hope. There's a point where Obi-Wan hands Luke his father's lightsaber. And Luke turns that thing on. He's just kind yeah. of like waving it around like wildly. I wanted Obi-Wan to be like, let me, let me have that back
0: for a little yeah. while. <laughs> hey, here, there's something I need to show you on that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're not getting it back.
1: Here's, here's the off button. Let's mm-hmm. just play with that for a minute. Um,
0: but yeah, I really love the gunships. Like they have the little like laser pod things with the, the clone troopers in them, like firing the cool laser. Like I like the, that they fire like solid laser beams. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was a neat touch. Uh, they had like the rockets. Uh, I don't. Know, everything about this last like, you know, clone battle sequence is pretty awesome.
1: And in a movie where you've got Boba Fett introduced, you've also got the first glimpse of the Death Star plans.
0: Yeah, just like in the background. And it's like you don't even notice at first.
1: You almost get the impression that that was the ultimate final goal of Palpatine like all of his taking over the empire and then holding it for 20 years and all that stuff seemingly was all just to have like a, maybe like a fleet of death stars or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Cause they keep going back to that out of
0: uh at least three or four movies out of six. I really like in, in all the books, like that's it's considered like a military boondoggle, you know, it's like you're blowing all this money into a death star that you could be yeah. spending on the fleet, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it seems odd, though, that, that that's, this is one of the things that, that is great fan service. It's a great visual element and callback, but it doesn't make a lot of sense, though, is that the end of Revenge of the Sith, and I, I, I would think that that last bit of Revenge of the Sith, where you have, uh, Sidious or Palpatine and mm-hmm. Darth Vader on the bridge of the ship of Grand Moff Tarkin, I'm thinking that maybe that t- could take place, like, you know, six months to six years in the future yeah. or whatever, yeah. because It's like, did it really take twenty years to build that Death Star? Because in New Hope, it doesn't say that the Death Star's been around all that long.
0: No, it's like brand new. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that uh, Yoda's like the battle commander, and they like they take him to like the you know the forward position or whatever. It's amazing to me that that's all completely CGI. You know, because it it looks so good.
1: Yeah, the, the the clone troopers look really good, and they're all CGI. And I like this. Uh, I like the they, different
0: colors, you know. Like there's some that are red and yellow. Like it's like a ranking red, thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, blue. Yeah. Well, it's like whenever they started making like the collectible, like you can buy your own clone trooper outfit. I envision like that's the first time anyone's ever actually made one of those. Yeah. two. Seriously. <laughs> like Lucasfilm has no molds or anything they can give you. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, a great scene is the screaming pep talk that Obi Wan gives Anakin. Yeah in the uh, their little battle carrier thing that was just awesome what would you do um, in Yotis, your position yeah yeah well, and again like the jedi's truck and logic not not passion or emotions and yoda senses the t- tension and the strife and, and i liked
0: something- how uh, like, right after they jump off the gunship like it explodes like right behind him like i don't know it's like they finally like up the stakes a little in this movie like i don't it's a really effective shot where it's like you know, everything is just, just by the skin of their teeth. You know, they barely got off that ship in time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in this film, Lucas really... You cannot claim that he doesn't listen to the fans. Because he gives the fans everything they want. Including what we're about to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But he also, like, seriously improved on everything that was wrong. He with started He
0: started hitting a lot of the details much better. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's obviously some hiccups. And we've been covering them in this podcast so far. But, like... Just oh, the the quality difference between Attack yeah. of the clothes Well, of if Thanos, this movie didn't
0: have the ridiculous romance, like you know, if you cut that out of it, this is like light years ahead of Phantom Menace. It's I really yeah. think it just gets dragged down by Anakin being a creeper, um, and it, yeah. having no chemistry with Natalie Portman. Yeah,
1: and it it may quite honestly be the casting of Hayden Christensen.
0: Yeah, um, it's just I don't know, and nothing against him as an actor, but it just didn't. They just don't have chemistry. Period. You know. Um uh, yeah. and, and Padme uh, seems like she's having fun throughout the movie too, so
1: Yeah. Um so Anakin's a bit impulsive in his confrontation of Dooku and gets mm. fried at the Force Lightning.
0: Well we get the we get the scene where Obi-Wan blocks Force Lightning with his lightsaber, which comes from Timothy Zan. That was his idea and the uh Oh really cool. Yeah. So it's cool that they worked that in. That was from the Thron trilogy.
1: Yeah. The curved handle. <laughs>
0: yes, curved handle lightsaber. Uh and, yeah, he, like, quickly dispatches Obi-Wan and then Anakin, because Anakin is, like, suddenly frozen so that uh, Dooku can do, like, a full pirouette and then cut his arm off. Yeah,
1: well, there's, there's like, uh, uh, it's interesting because you have, like, a another, like, three-way lightsaber duel here, mm-hmm. but the action spectacle from, like, Phantom Menace is toned down a little bit so they can infuse this dynamic with more, like, complexity, I think. And some dialogue, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're dialogue. a little bit of dialogue um, in. Oh, you also get Anakin doing the two lightsaber thing. That's it's it's yeah. short lived, but it's kind of cool.
1: Well, if you if you were to subscribe to what we all just kind of assumed of the green and blue, like mm-hmm. uh, where that places you in the in the spectrum of the Force, it makes sense that Anakin is flinging both of those around and he's kind of juggling them both. Oh, and then um, and
0: then he he gets the green lightsaber cut, and another foreshadowing of the arm he's going to lose. You know
1: yeah um real quick it's half a thing that doesn't make sense is pat me back in the sand we were talking about a minute ago mm-hmm. where she jumps up and she tells the guy that we need to get to that hanger mm-hmm. it's like yeah, i guess what hanger could, you could say that <laughs> she guesses that there's a hanger but she doesn't actually know there's a hanger because she was nowhere near. Yeah, she, when she was just
0: watching up. yeah
1: yeah um yeah so then anakin gets his arm cut off and as i've always said what I would have killed for for my own personal satisfaction was to have Dooku pick up the arm he just took off and take a large bite out of it. I feel like that's like going a a to see far. Christopher Lee yeah. doing that wonderfully.
0: <laughs> well, and then you get the Yoda scene. I really liked how it's like it's like first it's just his shadow, you know, and then he walks in and the audience is just going nuts at this point. You know, it's like Yoda. Is yeah, just, I mean- Yoda is displeased, you know.
1: Now, we saw that movie 4 times on opening day and that was massive mm-hmm. cheers um especially when he opens up the row and the, with his left mm. hand the lightsaber's hanging there and it flings into his right hand and he ignites it yeah the audience is just like going crazy
0: yeah um, so you you get the crazy first it's like the uh like the battle of like wizards fight you know they're like throwing shit at each other and then Yoda's blocking the lightning Cool shot. It's like y'all figured a Jedi Master should probably be able to do that, you know? Like just like absorb the lightning.
1: What if Obi Wan can do something? Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Yoda's gotta be better. Yeah.
0: And then he the cool fight where like he has to stop to like, you know, help out Obi Wan and Anakin so they don't get crushed. Dooku gets away. The score at this point actually is incredibly awesome. Um Mm -hmm. all through like the the last two tracks of the score and the soundtrack are excellent. Um And then back home to, uh, or first, like Padme, like sees that her like her new boyfriend's missing an arm. I'm sure that was kind of a downer.
1: Um, She's thinking, what kind of attachments can you get placed on there?
0: Politest man in France. God, you need to read that book. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, you know, Dooku has a solar sailor, which doesn't seem very effective. It's, Um,
1: it's. I mean, it's a, it's a cool looking ship, but it seems like a really
0: big target.
1: Can he go into
0: hyperspeed of that? I I don't know.
1: I'm just thinking like it would take forever to get anywhere in that. Like 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 decades and millennia, hmm. forever. Because about hyperspeed, you're not even going to get out of like the solar system for another fifty years. Yeah. But shouldn't that be like incredibly easy to track? Well, just a big target,
0: you know. It's like yeah, if you just hit anywhere close, you're going to tear a huge thing in the sail. Yeah, whatever. But. Uh, it yeah, looks have cool. no more yeah. propulsion of the yeah. at all. Yeah. It looks cool. I think that's the point. So he goes back, talks to Sidious, and it's like the war has begun. And Sidious is like, "Good, good." And nobody has any idea what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah. And then uh, you know the begun the clone wars have scene. That's a cool shot, like cool sunset shot of a uh, Coruscant in the background. Yoda, but this again is the, Yoda the, having the, some moments of reflection. Yeah.
1: Well, the the fucking like Mace Windu is just like. No, we can't believe a word Dooku says. Yeah. But we're
0: gonna follow his advice anyways because we're incredibly wishy washy mm-hmm. about everything. And then you get the shot of them all, like Palpatine, Jimmy Smith, and some other politicians watching like the clones like ship off to war and uh well, the Imperial March the Imperial plays. March for the first time and you know chronologically in the trilogy and it is a just a big nasty version of the imperial march like it is blaring yeah it's just full of like bombast like i don't know i I love that rendition of it. it's one of my favorite uh renditions of the imperial march and then cut to for whatever reason you know anakin padme have already decided to get married and their witnesses are obi-wan or not obi-wan um c3po and r2
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, they, they decide to get married in the spot where she first shot him down. Yeah.
0: And he's got an ugly droid hand, yeah. Yeah,
1: that weird robo hand of his. Um, so. What I love about the way these movies end, too, is that you had that big kind of sad, almost mournful love theme playing there, which effortlessly goes into the, you know, directed by George Lucas, and mm. the fanfare of the, of the score starts playing. I mean, the last like, the last ten minutes of this film are excellent for John Williams.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the score uh, is
1: excellent. Like, like, like you said, the pyramid march. What I love about the pyramid march is that it doesn't matter if it's loud and full of bombast or if it's very low key. Like that that theme is just waves and waves of gorgeous dread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter like how what, how you do it. Like whatever layout or arrangement you do, is effective. Um, Though it is always better, loud, with horns.
0: Yes, yes. Excellent rendition at the end. So yeah, that's the Attack of the Clones there. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, we're running a little late. Any uh, last uh, thoughts on this before we wrap it up? No, I just, obviously you can
1: tell that we love Attack of the Clones. Um, I almost want to say that you and I might like, I'll be curious after next week, but it almost Mm -hmm. seems like you and I kind of have more of an affection for Attack of the Clones than Revenge of the Sith.
0: Part of that might have been seeing it four times together on opening day. True, um, true. I just—it's it, really—it's unfortunate that the romance is so terrible because if it wasn't, this would have been an excellent movie. You know? Yeah, it really would have. Um, yeah. and the sad thing
1: is that you really, you really want more of this war stuff, but you get a little mm-hmm. bit of Revenge of the Sith. Um, you just want more, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, next week is Revenge of the
0: Sith. That'll be fun. I've been I've been looking forward to that. I really wanted to watch Revenge of the Sith, but I've been waiting, so You yeah, know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh okay. see y'all again next week. Watch Revenge of the Sith so we can talk about it.
1: hmm May the force be with you.
0: Always.